This is the Best Friends Podcast, dedicated to sharing the people and programs that are ending the killing of cats and dogs in America's animal shelters. You'll hear from animal welfare leaders from across the movement who will share the innovative and collaborative work that are creating life-saving successes in communities of all sizes. Welcome to the Best Friends Podcast. My name is John Dunn, and on behalf of the podcast team, Tawny Hammond, Amy Charlton, Bethany Hines, and Mark Peralta, and the entire Best Friends family, I'd like to wish you the happiest of holidays. Today is Christmas Eve, December the 24th. A spoiler alert to kick off today's episode, because if you have not seen the Amazon Prime series, The Pack, but you want to and you don't want to know what happens, who wins, then turn this off right now. Go watch the show and then come back and listen. I'll just give it a couple of seconds here. Okay, so if you're still listening, that means you are on board for today's episode. Dogs and humans, we get each other. When dogs look at us, they know exactly what we're feeling. And we always know what's on their mind. Amazon Prime's new reality show, The Pack, is... I don't know, the best way to describe it, I guess, is it's like the amazing race, but with dogs. The connection and special bond we have with our dogs is really what this journey is all about. Because on this adventure, dogs and their owners are teammates. Hosted by gold medal winning Olympic skier Lindsay Vaughn and her dog Lucy. Now, while this episode is not sponsored by Amazon, I do want to acknowledge that Amazon has been a great partner of Best Friends, but their support extends beyond Best Friends to the movement at large, Amazon Web Services, for example, has been a major part of much of the collaborative technology innovation efforts that have been taking place over the last few years. So then it should make some sense that the pack has an awesome charitable aspect. Is there a prize? You bet. Oh, how much? The winning dog and their partner receive $500,000. And an additional $250,000 to the charity of their choice. Dogs all over the world by donating another $250,000 to local charities in the countries we visit. Mark LeBlanc and his amazing dog Ace were one of the teams competing. Now, Mark's a Louisiana native, but he and his wife Elizabeth, along with Ace and their other dog Charlie, now call Utah home. He selected best friends as his charity should he win. And I am thrilled to be able to say that Mark and Ace are the winners of the first season of the pack. So what was it like being on the show? Where did they go? How did it all work? And what gave Mark and Ace the edge to win? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, man. You know, Mark, off the top, I want to say just how much I really enjoyed the show. You and Ace were just incredibly entertaining to watch. You know, he's obviously a very special dog. I mean, all the dogs on the show were awesome, but Ace in particular uh, let's start with where you went. What cities and countries? Yeah, we uh, we did a, a you know we did an episode. The first episode was in Los Angeles, and then we went to Mexico City, and then we did two locations in Costa Rica, Capos and San Jose, and then we went to Vienna, Austria, Florence, Italy, Interlaken, Switzerland, Paris, France, London, um, in the UK, and then we finished up in uh, Huntsville, Utah. What was your favorite? Oh man, that's hard. Um, you know, I get asked this a lot and, and it's, it's always hard, but I always end up fl- with Florence that throws everybody for a loop, I think, because everybody probably assumes that Switzerland was my favorite, uh, because I'm from Utah and I like the snow and so does Ace and all that thing. And I would say that Switzerland was probably my second favorite, but Ace's performance in Italy 
absolutely destroyed any expectations that I ever had of, you know, what he's capable of. This is like one of the worst environments you could ever ask for when trying to get a dog to focus. It's a Saturday in Florence. The streets are packed. People are stopping to watch what's going on. And there's this challenge that requires focus and precision. And I'm definitely a little worried. And that memory to me is worth more than any scenery or anything like that. And uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was a special day. We know that Ace is our guy, that he's going to be the one pulling. Ace, easy, buddy. Take it. Bring it. Ace is showing me and Jax what it means to be a part of a team. And then, you know, there was the Italian food. And I'd been to Florence before, so I love Florence. And we had really good accommodations there. The villa was incredible. And Ace was able to, like, roam free at the villa, which he loved. Um, so there were there were a lot of reasons uh, why Florence was my favorite, but but it starts with Ace's performance there. It was just unbelievable. I can't believe we just did that. It gives me chills to think that like I was just in such like a difficult environment and he just kept like it's like he didn't hear anything except for me and I can't really put into words how proud I am to to be his partner in this. It's a long walk. It's pretty clear though that you know Ace as an individual dog. He really, I mean, he's just heads and shoulders above the rest. Uh, and I think that's a testament to you uh, and the work you've put in to work with him. I appreciate that. Um, and and it's, it's important to note that it's not easy. It takes work, but it, it is doable, though. You know, and, and I think one of the things that I like most about having been a part of the show and I like uh, most about the way the show turned out is that I hope it inspires people to think of their dogs as more than just a chore. I want people to think of their dogs as an enriching and fulfilling part of their life, but it's something you have to put work into to get, you know, something back out of, right? When we're doing something physical, like running and, and moving fast, Ace snaps into a different zone, which is like go mode. Ace, lie down. You know, I think a lot of people get dogs and those dogs just become a chore at the end of the day. Like, oh, I got to go walk the dog. I got to feed the dog. Like, that's not really what a dog should be. A dog should be something that, like, gives you joy. And, you know, if you train your dog so that they can go places with you and do really cool things with you, that dog will teach you things. And one of those things is to live in the present and not worry about, you know, the everyday things that you know the thing that the things that people worry about every day when you're with your dog your dog doesn't care about those things your dog just wants to be happy they want to have fun they want to be with you and they want to eat dinner every night and that's what ace does for me you know when i look down at him and he's running alongside of me on a trail you know he's happy as a clam and it brings me joy and it makes me forget about all of the you know stress that's in my life you know if you spend 15 minutes a day training your dog your dog is going to be an amazing dog um you know it's the little things that like that make my life easier so that I can bring him more places. And then that makes his life better. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Another very selfish reason for having you on was so that I can live vicariously through you for two reasons. One, I love to travel. Uh, and so a little bit of escapism right now, talking about travel in the time of COVID-19. And then also, you know, The Amazing Race has long been one of my favorite TV shows. And I'm sure like a lot of people have, I've fantasized about, you know, being a contestant on the show. So having you here, I, I'm excited to have you tell me what it's like being on a show like this, because to me, it seems so frenetic, like you're constantly on the move, you go plane to car to challenge to car to plane. And, you know, with this one, now you've got your dog in tow. 
Yeah, I mean, to be fair, um, The Amazing Race is shot in a much shorter time frame than we shot. The pack was shot over, you know, something like two months, like 68 days or something like that. Amazing Race is shot over 21 days. With that being said, there was a lot of downtime. But yeah, it was it was physically demanding. Uh, more so on the humans than the dogs, I would say. Uh, you know, all the dogs were pretty good uh, about, you know, keeping up and stuff like that. And then there are other things that sort of keep you from moving too fast. Like, you, you know, you can't run away from your camera guy, right? And, uh, and, and your audio person. Otherwise, there's no TV show. So you can only really go as fast as they can go. So that was sort of a speed limiter, for lack of a better term, I guess you could say. How did you get on the show, Mark? Was there was like a tryout? Uh, they hit me up on Instagram, actually. You know, me and Ace and my wife, Elizabeth, and our other dog, Charlie, we were actually canyoneering in southern Utah in the slot canyons in uh, the San Rafael Swell one afternoon. And we were driving over from there to Canyonlands to meet up with some friends. And there was this one spot of service. And a message came through on my phone on Instagram saying, hey, would you like to audition to be on this new TV show? And because it came over Instagram and it was from this person who like didn't exactly have tons of followers or a verified check mark or anything like that, I kind of thought it was a scam. <laughs> I thought it was like fake until I looked into it a little bit more, you know, and like did some, you know, digging and, and realized that it was it was legitimate. And then, you know, had a in-person interview. Then there was like casting in person and dog training and stuff like that. And the casting process was pretty smooth and ace did well at the dog training so uh, after that it was kind of off to the races i guess you could say i think this competition is going to improve ace and i's relationship i'm sure there are going to be things that neither one of us know how to do and we're going to have to sit there and figure it out and we're going to have to do it together i want to make sure we cover the safety aspect of of the pack it's one thing for you and i to to choose to go on the amazing race and push ourselves beyond the limit but, you know, it's obviously another story altogether when we're talking about animals. I know there were protocols in place. So what were those, Mark, in, in terms of ensuring that everyone was safe, uh, particularly the dogs? Um, several ways. To start, there was training ahead of time. Training on, you know, how to be safe doing different things. And, and so that was number one. Uh, and then there was a dog safety team who basically had veto power on, on any challenge if a dog wasn't cooperating or didn't like it or wasn't happy or any of those things. And, you know, two of those people were dog trainers and two of those people were world-class veterinarians. So, you know, and then there was the aspect of your own personal responsibility to make sure your dog is having fun and alert the dog safety team if something's not going well. The sort of rule was... If a human doesn't want to do something, that's, you know, tough luck. But if a dog doesn't want to do something, the dog doesn't have to do it. You ready? You ready to go? Let him go first, Vanya. You'll see that in, uh, I think it was episode three in Costa Rica. Jax didn't want to cross the bridge. Jax is afraid of heights and uneven surfaces. So I did not want to go across anything because I know that might be his weakness. He was given an alternate route. And then, you know, even in the finale the the portion with the rafts if you know if one of the dogs had not wanted to do the rafts there would have been you know alternate assistance but a lot of the challenges weren't you know in any way what i would consider dangerous you know and it wasn't physically taxing really either it was probably just more mentally taxing than anything i keep comparing this to the amazing race because it's what works in my head uh but you know in that show oftentimes people are you know, you're sort of begging, borrowing, stealing, getting on flights, like sitting on people's laps in cars, like whatever, whatever it is that you got to do to, to 
move forward. And, but that wasn't the case here, right? Like, you know, you don't have dogs going in cargo. You're not just flying however, wherever. No. And yeah, right, right away, you know, the executive producer told us that, you know, a dog will never fly cargo uh, ever. We had a private chartered jet that flew us around the world. Uh, we were on buses where the dogs were very comfortable on the jet. There was like a potty area for the dogs and the dogs had first class seats. Safety was so high a price. This was probably the safest thing I've done in my life. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, um, it was pretty controlled. I would say as controlled as a competition can be. Now, a lot of these challenges seem to be very, very hard and certainly a physical perspective, but some of them just seem very mentally taxing, like, you know, working with your dog on a task that you're trying to figure out. The one that stood out to me is uh, in the finale, the gold nuggets and the shoots thing you had to do. For their third challenge, partners must encourage their dogs to pull on ropes that are connected to a series of gutters. Good girl, there you go, good job. My engineering background came into play pretty well. Um, you know, it's, I, it wasn't very hard for me to identify which shoots needed to be used. When I first looked up at the structure, I was super pumped. This was like right up my alley, I was excited about it. And then from, from there, it was all about just getting Ace to you know, it took a lot longer than it looked like it took. It, it probably took us 45 minutes to do this. So we were there We were there for a while, and, and there were times during that challenge. Well, first of all, we had to do it three times, not once. The, you know, the show showed us just doing one ball, but we had to do three balls. Easy, boy, easy. Release, release. Good boy. Throughout that, cha that time, you know, I would take a break and play with Ace. Uh, you know, I had to keep him happy. I think that's one of the things people maybe don't see in the show is that, you know, the, the name of the game was sort of keeping your dog happy, right? If they're not having fun, they're not going to cooperate. Why would they? They don't know that you're competing for $500,000. They don't know that you're in Italy or wherever you are. They just, they, they, didn't, they know they're with you and they know that if it's not fun, they're probably not going to want to do it. So throughout this challenge and a lot of the challenges, you know, I would have to like make sure Ace is having fun. Um, and, you know, sometimes that required taking him away from the challenge for a few minutes and like running around with him and like playing with him a little bit. Sometimes that required just like talking in a really high pitched voice to keep him excited. So this challenge specifically required a lot of that because it was very repetitive for the dog. You know, he's pulling, he's pulling, he's pulling, he's releasing. Then he's pulling, he's pulling, he's pulling, he's releasing. And there are ropes just hanging down everywhere because there are all these different shoots, some of which you, sh you need to use and some of which you have to ignore. And so it was, it was a lot. Ace is actually the oldest dog. Good boy, there you go. He's going to be 10 years old in just a month. I think there were some doubts in the beginning as to whether or not Ace could hang with these younger dogs. And I think he's proven himself every step of the way. As I've made very clear, I'm an aspiring, amazing racer. Maybe in the future, if Amazon comes out with a, a cat version, uh, it wouldn't be the pack, would it? It would be the clouder, <laughs> the group of cats, cats <laughs> and clouder. Uh, maybe I'll give it a shot. So uh, what advice would you give me, Mark? What most people fail to realize is that how it's, it's very stressful. That was probably the biggest, you know, factor that played into everyone's headspace throughout the, the show and the competition uh, was that, you know, keeping a handle on the stress and not being stressed out and not worrying too much and getting in your own head that was probably the hardest part you know and then there was like the physical aspect I think some of the contestants probably you know we're starting to feel the running 
You know, I think they all universally said they would have trained more from a physical standpoint to make all of the running and everything a lot easier. But this is something that anybody could do. Uh, I, I truly believe that. You know, I, I don't think that there's anything special about me. And I do think there are a lot of special things about Ace. So I'm not going to say that there's nothing special about Ace. He's a special dog. But there's nothing special about me. And I think that anybody can do the things that I did and the things that Kentucky did and the things that Vanya did and all of the and Lucy and all of the other contestants that did well. One of my mottos in life is to always say yes. If I'm offered an opportunity, I mean, within reason, if I'm offered an opportunity, I want to be able to say yes. But being able to say yes also means you have to be sort of always prepared for what might come your way. Uh, you know, and that means being healthy and being fit and being sharp and, you know, being well, you know, educated on, you know, your surroundings and having lots of skills and stuff like that. And so I've worked very intentionally to build a very large library of skills and build my fitness and keep my health at a high level and learn other languages and, you know, all of these things. And, and I think anybody can do that. You just have to um, turn off the TV. <laughs> well, hang on a minute, because we're, you and I are actually talking right now because you were on a TV show. Watch the pack, get inspired, and then turn off the TV for the rest of your life. <laughs> nice. I mean, unless there's a season two of the pack, right? Yeah, basically. Okay, so one of your many talents, uh, Mark, is your photography. I was checking out your Instagram just before we jumped on the call. And, and truly, I mean this, uh, just beautiful stuff. We'll put links up on the Best Friends podcast website, bestfriends.org slash podcast. So I want to make sure everybody goes and checks that out. But uh, you also just launched a new podcast. So talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I did start a podcast called the Chasing Aces podcast, you know, and the theme of the podcast is conversations with aces. You know, I, I think a lot of people were inspired uh, by the show. And even before the show, I've, you know, I've received messages in the past saying that my lifestyle and things has inspired people to get out with their dog more, get more fit, get more healthy, things like that. And, and what I want to do with the podcast is expose those people to the people I'm inspired by and sort of find a, a confluence where all of the different things that I'm interested in come together to, you know, unite people in being inspired by these incredible individuals that I'm inspired by on a daily basis. And those are a variety of people, you know, athletes, health professionals, entrepreneurs, you know, everyday people who just live sort of alternative lifestyles and don't subscribe to the, you know, uh, nine to five, rent your time mentality and make a life for themselves. You know, I'm all about being happy. When people ask me what I think my most proud accomplishment is, I always tell them I'm happy. That's my biggest accomplishment. I think that building a life like that is, um, it can be challenging. It takes work, but it's worth it. And so that's what I want the podcast to accomplish. And of course, part of that is also talking to people about their life with their their dogs and how their dogs you know help them live a better lifestyle um you know i've got some guests coming on who've done great work with um rescue foundations i have a you know a friend who's going to be coming on the, the show at some point who actually just went to puerto rico and rescued like 500 dogs or something like that in my eyes he's an ace you know he's crushing life and i want to inspire more people to do that and of course i'm going to continue my life as a photographer uh, because I think that that is sort of, you know, I'm an engineer and I get to do my technical work as my, you know, my day job and that fulfills me, but the photography is my art and that's like my true passion. And that's another medium for me to use to inspire people to spend more time with their animals in the outdoors, spend more time in the outdoors, appreciate this planet that we live on. 
uh, take good care of it and uh, take care of your body. And so, you know, my photography is my way of like trying to inspire people to do all of those things. And it, it keeps me in the outdoors, uh, which is where I'm most happy. So. Listen, man, on behalf of the organization, all of the staff, the volunteers, the thousands of partner organizations we have across the country working hard to end the killing of cats and dogs in shelters, I want to congratulate you on your epic, epic win and just thank you sincerely for your support. What are you going to do with the $250,000 that you're donating to charity? The $250,000 is going to Best Friends Animal Society. Uh, and hopefully one day we can see a country that has no animal shelters that uh, put down animals. Ace, are you happy that you're helping other animals? Ace, you wanna go play? You wanna go play? You wanna treat? Mark, go get your gold medal for Ace. <clears throat> Come on, Ace, let's go, buddy. You know, it's probably gonna be one of the most proud accomplishments of my life to have given such a sizable donation to Best Friends Animal Society. It's not, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the financial position to be able to write a check like that <laughs> uh, outside of this sort of um, scenario. So I'm going to continue trying to put out positive content to inspire people to, you know, treat your pet like a part of the family. Take them do things. Make sure they live a happy life and make sure that, you know, the life that they live it makes you happy. The producers are Tawny Hammond, Amy Charlton, Bethany Hines, and Mark Peralta. Hope you have the best Christmas ever. My name is John Dunn, and this is the Best Friends Podcast.